0: This is the Game Misconduct Podcast with Don LaGreca. And welcome to the Friday edition of Game Misconduct. I am Don LaGreca. Oh, to be a Florida Panther fan. Oh, my goodness. I mean, how many more ways can you feel like you could lose? I mean, you you lose 4-1 in Game 1, don't get any breaks, puck touches the netting, no goaltender interference on a Kucherov goal, and then you give up a goal to Colton, who is such an underrated player for the Lightning, with, what, four seconds left in regulation, and now you're down two games to losing both games at home. And if it's against anybody else, okay, Panthers are such a good team, such a good come-from-behind team, it's hard to say that they're dead because of just how good they are. And I've seen teams lose two games at home and come back and win the next four. I mean, they're that good. But here's the rub. It's Tampa. All Tampa knows how to do is win. They're trying to win their 10th consecutive series. I mean, you've got a goaltender that's going to waltz into the Hall of Fame. a Head coach that's going to waltz into the Hall of Fame. Kucherov, Stamkos, Hedman, they're all going to the Hall of Fame. This, All this team knows how to do is win. So now you've got to win four of the next, you know, five games in order to be able to advance to the conference final against all teams Tampa. So if you're playing Boston, if you're playing even Carolina or the Rangers, really anybody else, Colorado, any other team, you could say, well, listen, we're good. We can win four of the next five games. We've been to come from behind team all year. We've got a heart. We can do it. But against Tampa, it's 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 going to be very difficult to see that happening, and now you got to go to Tampa for the next couple of games, and now you just got to try to avoid not getting swept. So, listen, there, there, there's it's it's a different ball game in the postseason. It really is, and you're starting to see they're just not the room for their talented players and they just got they they gotta go through this. Okay. I mean that's basically what it is. I mean they got they got a good draw against Washington and I think everybody, especially in Ranger country, was hoping for Washington in the postseason because listen, Washington, they're limited goaltending wise and and I think they're a little long in the tooth in certain areas and Ovechkin clearly was not a hundred percent. That was a good first round matchup for Florida. A really solid first round matchup. But now you're going up against all teams, the Tampa Bay Lightning, and you've spotted them a two, a two game lead, and you haven't even played on the road yet. That's that's a really really difficult spot. So best of luck to you. I hope I, ho- I hope it works out, but uh, I'm not really feeling like it's going to happen for the Florida Panthers at all. So I don't know what to tell you. Um, better luck next year. Uh, you know, hopefully in this in, in this standpoint that this can be a team that will learn from this experience and be that much better next year and we'll see if Andrew Burnett survives it if they go with a different coach but it's not looking great another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where Bank of America can help for your financial to-dos Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What's looking great, the St. Louis Blues. And, and the St. Louis Blues, unlike Washington, that is getting a little long in the tooth, you know, they've recently won a Stanley Cup. But you know, if Biddington is going to play great, this is going to be some very heavy lifting for the avalanche. Because you saw it in Game 1. Now, eventually, Colorado found a way to survive and uh, win the game in overtime on the Manson goal. And now St. Louis, they can score. I mean, Cairo is a very underrated player. They've got uh, some talented players, but if Bennington is going to play the way he is playing, at the level that he did when he won the Stanley Cup a couple of years ago, Colorado could be facing it. And, and this is this is something we've talked about with the Avalanche before. Can they get out of the second round? But here's the problem. Much like the Leafs trying to get out of the first round, having that first-round matchup against Tampa, is this the team you want to have to beat in order to get to the conference final? St. Louis, yeah, on paper, it looks like a pretty solid matchup, right? But at the same time, they've got a heart of a champion, They're a really good hockey team that was playing lights out at the end of the season, and if they're getting the goaltending, this is not a great draw for the Avalanche. I thought it would be at the beginning, but now you're starting to see in the first two games, it might not be. Now they're going back to St. Louis. This is going to be a series. This is going to be a fun, fun series. And if the Avalanche make it out, boy, do they deserve to make it out. All right, let's go back to Wednesday. You got to love Sutter because he talked about how boring the series was against... uh, Uh, how boring the series was against Dallas, and he told his team, let's win games 10-7, and that's pretty much what they did in game one against Edmonton, winning 9-6. Listen, that's no way to live, all right? I fancy Calgary as a cup contender. Uh, Giving up six goals, blowing a four-goal lead is not what cup contenders do. So maybe it was just one of those nights. It got crazy. They won the game anyway. They were the better team in the third period when they needed to be. But I suspect that that's going to tighten up. Matter of fact... I would think, maybe Anthony could check it out for me, that the over's probably six and a half. I might bet the under just because I think they're really going to clamp down. I really do. I I like betting the under anyway in the second round, and so far that has shown to be the right move. But, uh, Anthony, if you could check that out, it's probably six and a half. I don't know if they'd go to seven on the over-under because of the influence of the 15 goals in one. Six and a half. I'd probably bet the under. So I do think that they will tighten things up there. But, boy, that's a series that you just – for anybody that has to get up early, I feel bad for you because, you know, like, like tonight it's a 10-30 start, so you're going to really have to invest a lot of, like, deep into the night, early into the morning to watch. But that, that that's going to be a fun series. That is going to be a lot of fun. And if Colorado and St. Louis are going to beat each other about the head, then maybe that could really open the door for the winner of this series to might be able to find their way into the Stanley Cup final. Now we get to the Rangers, and you know this it, this this team is a year ahead of schedule. Okay, I'm not saying that this series is over by any stretch. I know a lot of Ranger fans feel like it was such a gut punch the way they lost Game One that it's going to be tough to recover. I don't buy that. I, I just think Carolina is a really good team, and you would love to steal that first game. But I'm not going to be influenced by that. I would not be surprised if the Rangers won tonight and took it back home on Sunday with an even series, but. There's, when you look at the wide-angle lens, as Bob Buschusen likes to say, uh, of this franchise, you feel good that the Kakos, the Lafreniers, the Heatles are playing so well. You, you really are getting a glimpse into the future of this franchise and how sustainable this is and how much better they're going to be down the stretch. But in this series, they, they just, in order to win it, in order to hang, they're going to need more than five shots on goal from Panarin, Kreider, and Zabanejad. They're just going to have to. 28 shots on goal is not going to crack the code of um, Antti Ranta, who is a good goaltender. He just hasn't been able to stay healthy. All right. And if Frederick Anderson does find his way into this series at some point, it's going to be even tougher. Got to get shots on goal. I mean, you see the way Shesterkin's giving up goals because there's traffic in front. You know, a fluky bounce off a of Lingren for the game winner. Ian Cole's not going to be able to beat Shesterkin clean. He's not that kind of player. But if you get traffic in front, and unfortunately your own traffic, that's the way goals are going to be scored. No, no such thing as a bad shot. I mean, Vetrano's one of the best shooters on the team. He doesn't shy away from taking shots. He had three shots on goal into the third period. Nothing in the third period or, or in overtime, in the, in the three-plus minutes of overtime. Got to get more pucks to the net. Have to. And your better players have to be your better players. It just, it's nice to be able to rely on Hedl, Lafreniere, and Kako. And Gerard Gallant kind of hinted at it today, um, said he doesn't plan on doing it, but it gave you a little indication that maybe one of these three players are going to find their way on the top line. You know, does Lafreniere rejoin Zibanejad and Kreider at some point when they need a goal? Do you see Heedle get bumped up and maybe getting a chance to play with Panarin and Kopp? Do you see something like that? Because if they're going to produce the way they're producing as a quote-unquote third line, you either have to break it up to make the top line stronger or just find a way to get that third line more minutes. Do not be surprised if they start the game tonight and get the majority of the minutes. If they're going to play the way they played in Game 1, they deserve to see more minutes in Game 2. And I know everybody's going to kill Kako for missing the wide open net, but hey, what are you going to do? That's going to happen. But still, you love the play, you love the spirit, you love what this team is doing. And um, even if it doesn't work out this year, which I don't think it's going to, uh, I still think you got to feel pretty, pretty good about the Rangers moving forward. And every game they play in this postseason it is another game of experience that's really going to help this team down the road. Even if they get swept, and I don't think they will. That's still four more games they would have had if they had lost Game 7. And, and facing elimination again, possibly, in this series. All of this has value down the stretch. All right, so those are the two games tonight. Um, I'll be on the pre and post 8 o'clock face-off for the Rangers and the Hurricanes 1030 for the late game between uh, the the Flames and the Oilers. All right, let's close out the week with your tweets at Don LaGreca, hashtag game misconduct. And BJ Wayne Jones says, I want to mention Jordan Bennington's skillful handling of the puck. Go Blues. There's just so much about him. He kind of reminded me when he won the cup a couple of years ago as that... Um, a Cam Ward type, like uh, did he? is he really a great goaltender or did he just happen to get the situation? This series you're starting to see, he's a really good goaltender. Uh, Don L. Weaver says, what's going on, Don, for the Lightning scoring that late goal to avoid overtime? I'm going to say, good win for the Lightning, bad loss for the Panthers. Don't you think so? It's it. Listen, every loss for the Panthers, the President's trophy winner is a tough one, but both of them coming at home. And here's the other thing, too, and I know listen, the NHL didn't do the Panthers any favors, right, by by having both of these home games being played the same time the heat are playing the celtics and as much as the panthers have gained some traction over the years and listen they're not that fighting it's like 20 minutes between the two arenas but right now that's a heat town and the heater playing in the conference final that building has been dead you know for a president's trophy winner for a team that's been good it's full you know so you can't really say that that they're not excited about the team and, and and listen they lost 4-1 in game 1 and it was a heartbreaker in game 2 but I, you need to see a better atmosphere, and maybe it would be different if they were playing on different nights than the Heat, but they certainly haven't caught any breaks there. Uh, Yankee and Penguin says, hey, Don, what do you think about Cam Neely's comments about Bruce Cassidy yesterday, or at least the lack of confidence? I was surprised by him. I mean, Sweeney's coming back, and deservedly so. How do you not give a boost of confidence to Cassidy? He's one of the best coaches in the league. That Boston Bruins team got bounced in the first round, not because – of any other reason, but because they're getting a little long on the tooth, they've got inexperienced goaltending, and they went up against you know the best team in the Metropolitan Division, and maybe when it's all said and done, the best team in the Eastern Conference, if not, maybe all of the NHL. And they pushed them to the seven games when many people thought they'd get swept. Any conversation about Bruce Cassidy being possibly out of a job, it, it, it would take all of five seconds for him to get another job. So... I'm a big fan of Cam Neely, but um, unless there's some inner working stuff I'm not familiar with or some contract squabbles or whatever, Bruce Cassidy can coach my team any day. Ozzie says the Rangers are going to be a force very soon, but it won't be this year. They got through the pens without Crosby and their third string goalie. It wouldn't be the biggest surprise if they got over Carolina, but they seem very frazzled in game one. I disagree. I thought they played a tremendous tremendous playoff game uh the first two periods on the road against a superior team um and i they, they weathered the storm to start the third period if you want to say frazzled because they only scored one goal okay you got me there but they didn't look like a team that didn't belong i mean they hung it's just that unfortunately they didn't have any kind of margin for error so i don't think they were frazzled i think if they lose it's not going to be because of inexperience which is really proven to be under uh, way overrated, considering how good the young players have played. How about Keandre Miller and how he's played so far in this series and in these playoffs? So, inexperience to me is overrated. What's happening is they're going up against a better team. Listen, Pittsburgh's Pittsburgh, all right, and they deserve a lot of credit, and they've got a heart of a champion, and they've got a lot of really good players. But the Rangers caught some breaks. So, so did Pittsburgh. But the Rangers deserve to win that series, and. I'm not sure you could say they deserve to win against Carolina because Carolina is better, but let's see how it all plays out. Uh, David says, are the Blues the most underrated team that made the playoffs? Yes, when you consider how they played down the stretch, for sure. Um, And and I think it was kind of a little overrated how they disposed of Minnesota. You know, the, the Wild fought hard during the course of the regular season, had the home ice advantage, and they beat them in six. I think they are a very underrated team. Joe says rebuild the third line around Goudreau and Blay. I think that's the plan. See, <clears throat> I know a lot of Ranger fans are kind of down on the third line because it doesn't produce, right? No matter who you put there. They got Mott back from injury and Rooney centering Reeves. Reeves had five goals. What did Rooney have? Two, but he was out for a long period of time. You know, Mott didn't have a ton of goals. I mean, they they sustain pressure. They're a good physical line. But you take a look at the National Hockey League and, and you want more production out of your fourth line. But the way that they built the team is you could be looking at, if circumstances uh, allowed, be without injury, that Blaine Gaudreau would be part of that fourth line. And certainly producing, I mean, Gaudreau was on that fourth line at the start of the playoffs. So you would look at that line a little differently if it was Gaudreau between Reeves and Mott. And then if you didn't want Reeves in there, you could throw uh, any any number of guys. Uh, uh, G- Gauthier could have been somebody you could have thrown on the wing there, and it would have produced a lot more speed and I think a little bit more finish, although there's nobody more frustrating than Julian Gauthier's inability to finish, but he certainly does get a lot of uh, creativity and drive towards the net and create some things and create some rebounds for some other players. But let's not forget is when you criticize that fourth line, this is not how it's supposed to be. I mean, Sammy Blay was acquired and Barkley Goudreau was acquired for this moment. That's why if the Rangers ever found a way to get out of the second round and a possibility of Blay returning for the conference final and Goudreau should be back by then, if not before this series is over, that's going to be pretty big for this team. So I think there's a lot to get excited about with this Ranger team. And when you look at the, the 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 teams that are left, right? I mean, Florida's not going anywhere. That's a really, really good team. Um, and certainly Tampa, all right, they're starting to show their age a little bit. This might be their last true run, but who the heck knows, right? Because Vasilevsky's not going anywhere. Cooper's not going anywhere. Stamkos, Kucherov, you know, um, they just continue to prove Even if this team lost in the conference final, to be able to produce in this day and age, that consistent hockey is pretty good. So I'm not sure the Tampa Bay Lightning are going to fall off the face of the earth. Rangers are an up-and-coming team. Carolina's not going anyplace. Colorado's not going anyplace. St. Louis is is a really good well coached team that I don't think is going to be disappearing anytime soon and you know Edmonton's interesting because they've got to address this goaltending I mean even if Smith ends up being okay you're still talking about a 40 year old goaltender so I'm not really sure where I sit with Edmonton's long range future and Calgary I think is in pretty good shape so you know it should be a lot of fun I don't think any of these teams should feel like this is their real last kick at the can outside of maybe Tampa but Tampa just continues to impress. Such a such a well-run, well-oiled machine there. Uh, in Tampa, as much as it pains a lot of fans to say, and certainly, I'm sure I'm going to get tweets from people about the circumvention of the salary cap last year and to a certain extent this year and all that. But you can't take away from what um, Brizois and Cooper have done there in Tampa, and Stamkos. Like I said, I just rattled it off. Stamkos is going to the Hall of Fame. Vasilevsky's going to the Hall of Fame. Hedman's going to the Hall of Fame. Kucherov certainly looks like a player they can go to the Hall of Fame. They're doing a lot of this without point, right? The, uh, the acquisitions they made down the stretch last year and this year have both been tremendous. Uh, the playoffs are going to be a lot of fun, and I'm looking forward to covering it for you. We'll be back again on Monday. We'll check back in with EJ Raddick, be a little bit deeper into this uh, second round. and. Hey, maybe we might even see some teams on life support at that particular point. Another loss for the Panthers, and it's just going to be a matter of time before they're done. So we'll talk to EJ coming up on Monday. Want to get in touch with me over the weekend? The best way to do that is via Twitter, at Don LaGreca, hashtag Game Misconduct. I got my brand new computer today. Very excited about that. So I'm going to be messing around with that. Lots of hockey talk. We'll get back to it on Monday. This was the Friday edition of Game Misconduct. This is the Game Misconduct Podcast with Don McGregor.